This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to... No Gimmicks Needed! Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you... To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Welcome back to part two of the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, still Mr. A and D, and joining me on part two of this podcast is we had so much to talk about that we've been missing. We uh, coming back. For part one, it's not Deion Sanders for prime time. Yeah, what's me? It's Mr. A&E. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, Let's keep it going, y'all. Let's keep it going. And, and joining, joining us on this part right here, we have the man, the myth, the reality, the revolutionary freshman flow. Yo, yo, it's the QSLO. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> Try something new. And also joining is the hard art for the Soul Trek Enterprise Quattro. I refuse to have any form of an intro after those last two. I just want everybody to focus on what just happened. I don't know. Sorry, Flo. I don't know. What was that? What Did, did you channel your inner fabulous? Like, what, what <laughs> just happened? Well, well Prime, Prime said keep it going. I wanted to keep it going. <laughs> Man, you supposed to bring a new groove to this podcast every time you on here. <laughs> okay, that's what you supposed to do. All right, you, you know, you you keep it new. You know, say for prime enough. You know what I'm saying, but but not us. But you know what? Welcome back to part two. Now we got a, a lot of other things that we got to to uh, discuss here. So we uh, a couple of weeks ago, well, actually last week and the week before that, I didn't get a chance to talk about. Any other things that happened because I was sick. But I'm going to start with NXT because NXT had their Great American Badge pay-per-view, which I actually thought was a good NXT show. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well myself. Yeah. I did get chased. I, I enjoyed the highlights. Yeah. You know, like I said, sometimes that's all you have to do, right? Uh, I did not get chased to see the pre-show with the uh, metaphor, but I have them and I lost points because they lost because to Nathan Frazier and now. But uh, mm-hmm. but we did have the the family Tony D'Angelo and Stax uh for taking on Gallus, uh Wolfgang and Mark Coffey with John Coffey, huh? Boy, when I tell you, when I tell you, I saw that coming a mile away. I I got mad, and then I realized, wait, I got rid of them. Wait, I saw. You got rid of Toy D'Angelo and Stax? No, 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 no. I got rid of Gallus. I had oh. Gallus. And I just knew they was going to lose them titles. So I'm like, this looks weird. I'm just happy that they won. Like, Stax and um, Tony. Because I feel like it's been a long time coming, it feels like, for them to, to hold something in NXT. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it probably would have been. Not for them. Long time no, it, coming. It probably... been, what, a year and a half? I probably like two years now. I'm about to say St- Stax is still relatively new, isn't it? Because I know Tony D'Angelo been there since since 
they did NXT 2.0. So I'm no, because right. he had he had he had other dudes. He had the two dudes, and then one of them got in trouble, and then they had to throw him over the river. Remember? Oh, that's yes, right. yes, I remember that. <laughs> they 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 lose underground. They actually killed him. Yeah. That was- Maybe that's why it feels like it's been coming so long because Tony D'Angelo has been around for so long, and he's been in like so many feuds and everything that it feels like, oh look, finally something's happening! Yay. But it, uh, it was cool. I, I like the finisher. I thought I, I, I they they uh, even though was it Joe Coffee kind of mess up the uh, mess up you know the match for them in their favor. But uh, shout out to the family. And actually, that match didn't even go ten minutes, so it was actually quick, fast paced kind of action. I personally mm-hmm. enjoyed the Roxanne Perez versus Blair Davenport Weapons Wild match. I I, I know. It could be a lot better, but I, I have been a fan of Blair Davenport. Even with the new DLC that just came out, I've been playing with Blair Davenport a lot, and I'm like, oh damn! I never, cause I, you know, I didn't watch NXT UK, but watch her here and having Roxanne Perez's mom and the audience, who by the way looks exactly like her. That, that's an attractive family, you know. Yeah, ha, ha, have you seen her mother in the front? I'm just like, who is kissing who? You know, it's funny. I saw her mother in the front, but understand where I'm coming from this. I was more focused on her little sister based upon the looks of shock off her face of her little sister throughout Bill's entire match. She was like, like, my sister's going to die. Like, what's <laughs> like you, you tell she was had legit concern in her face. Oh, and I was like, that's, I am, that, I, that's what you need to focus on. I'm about to say, I'm glad you said it. I'm about to say, why well, was the eyes a little <laughs> That's why well, I should said, be I right to explain that whole thing. I need to explain that whole thing because yeah. I knew how that was about to sound. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I don't. I, the woman did a lot. Uh, Roxanne Perez wins with the. <laughs> it's a it's a cold red. You know, I know they call it so many different things now, but on, on a pile of chairs to Blair Davenport. Gable Stevenson yep. versus Baron Corbin in the, in a double count. Oh my god! Now I didn't, I didn't care for it. They do not like this bull. Now, now, okay. So I know you gotta fill me in because he, 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 here's my thing. I'll just say my piece first now to get out the way. Uh, Gable Stevenson, I felt as though wrestling wise, he did fine. He, no, he's incredible. Yeah, he's he, incredible. He hit his suplexes. He hit his Germans. He sold. He sold for Corbin of all people, and he uh he was really getting in there. I disagree with a double counter. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if Brand Corbin's reinventing himself. I don't care if he's on NXT. Beat him. Don't double count out Gable Stevenson uh to Barry Corbin in his debut match. Especially so- when he especially when he's about to leave again. To go do go go back to the Olympics and then come back. You can't you can't do that. So to attempt to counter your point, you make sense. Debut matches, you're trying to come out, you're trying to premiere that you usually start with the W, you know, get some momentum under you, especially like you said, when you're on your way to walk back out the door to the Olympics. But I feel like they might have felt like they might have been painted into some sort of corner because you got this whole repackage of 
Baron Corbin coming out with the burning the ships and all that stuff. Which, Bro, it's it's more than just that, man. Like we got, like, can we please just like we we beating around the bush, man? It's the allegations, man. You don't want the dude to win. You don't want the dude with the allegations to win. You can't really have the the quote unquote heel beat the baby face on his debut they had to make a different call bro i don't like the way it ended either but i mean this is what it is because i I guarantee spike the repercussions they probably would have had if gable won it probably wouldn't have been it it probably wouldn't have been in the best light even though you know nxt doesn't have anything to do with that but it's like he's your employee so i mean just you know uh guilty by association i don't even want to say guilty but you know just Associating with somebody with them type of allegations, man, that you gotta you you gotta make the hard calls. I would have personally just had Corbin win on the fly because it's like, dude, like he's he's hot in this match. Not saying he's hot in the company, but like he's hot in this match. You might as well let him win and get a crowd something to cheer about. But I mean, you know, like you did, you hear the crowd commentary can can barely call the match because of the crowd. You're not angle. Uh, Corbin, like, like all that bullshit, like all that, bro. They saying everything. They they don't like this dude, man. Mm-hmm. They don't like this dude. I, 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 even though I, I, I agree with you, Mister A and E, it shouldn't have ended in a countout. But I don't know if 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 I'm developmental and I'm think or whoever's in charge, the writers, and I'm thinking like, all right, look, I don't we don't we can't have this on our jacket, but at the same time, our baby face, because technically he is the baby face. No matter how much the crowd want to boom, he is the babyface. Our babyface can't lose on his in-ring debut, so it's just like a weird corner that they're in. Well, okay, oh, before I say my other piece, Prime, do you, you have an opinion about it? Uh, not really. I honestly don't even care about Gable Stevenson. Not to be rude, I just don't really care. And it sucks though, because he is incredible. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I don't know, man. And and I feel like you know, you get somebody like Jason Jordan behind him for like producing his shows. Who's been doing this? Dude's been producing bangers. I feel like he could make he could have made Gable look good. But again, man, it's hard to beat the allegations, bro. Yeah. It, okay, so my biggest thing is how how long did NXT know about these allegations? Because honestly, I haven't been following. Not that now, I'm not. There's this between not following and ignoring, and of, of course, because really I have been so busy, I haven't been able a chance to to know what's up. And then when I hear something that's going, on, I'm like, oh wait, really? Because then I try to go look at it, but I haven't been mm-hmm. hearing much about Gable Stevens. Like, like like compared to like Jonathan Majors, I haven't been hearing much stuff. Now yeah. it'd be different if I heard it and I just choose not to look at it. I haven't done that. So with these allegations, how long how long have these things been in the place? Because depending on how long they've been in the place, he should have went out there for a match in the first place. So you're saying you might have just scrapped the match as a whole? I would just gave Baron Corbin some, feed somebody else to Baron Corbin. Never gave I, him. I like that. I, have, like, you could have had Corbin, like, just like what they did with Sami Zayn on Raw. Just like, you have, have, Corbin have Corbin take his, him out next. I you, do agree with that. You could, honestly, what you could have did. And have his you, brother come out. Yeah, you, you could have had him beat his brother. You could have had Corbin beat Damon Kemp. And then, which could have which could have caused more of a rift that depending or it gave you a little bit more time to figure out these allegations, and depending on which way you know, the thing is going to swing, if he yeah, if he that's why I was saying like I agree with you. I, I feel like that's why I was saying like he could have he could have attacked Stevenson 
backstage, get him, you know, quote unquote, write him off so he can go handle that and the Olympics, obviously. And then, you know, just have Damon Kemp, you know, oh, that's my brother, that's my brother, like, you know, get that lick back while we wait for Stevenson or, to deal with what he got to deal with. Or it could be a it could be a thing where they can be scared. It's like, damn, this thing could probably be something. Let me just use what I can what I can out of Gable Stevenson now. That's a possibility. Honestly, I'm not gonna say sure. Now he ain't he don't... Well yeah, that's what that's what I think that's what I think they did. Okay, yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna say, but right now it's like if they want to continue using Gable Stevenson. Like I have I have not watched a full episode of NXT since Great American Bash. And there's been there's one tonight, obviously we're recording, and it just went off, and there was one last week. I don't know what's been going on with him since then. I have no idea. So I, I wouldn't know. But uh, you know, they just had this out of like curiosity. But um, yeah, uh, it was a counter, and I just think I, I just thought it was like it was not that great. The thing that was pretty good, I thought that I, it, this could have been like time for match of the night. Was uh, hold on, did I did I miss? Okay, no, I did. I'm sorry. Uh, Dirty Dominic Mysterio taking on Wesley <laughs> and Mustafa Ali or Mustafa Ali in a triple threat match for the North American Championship. Good match. I thought they all got some good time. Dominic got some good heat. Mustafa Ali scares the hell out of me every time he does that 450 to the apron. Stop doing it, please. But uh, Dom ends up winning the match again, kind of like stealing the victory and, and using the fog splash to. Did he pin Ali or did he pin Wesley? He uh, pinned Wesley. Yeah. So Dom has developed way beyond, I thought, where Dominic was going to be at this time. I thought that was going to be in NXT permanently, but just being somebody that goes out there and jobs to Corbin. Not being one of the top heel acts in the company. Yeah, I honestly didn't think Dom was walking out with the belt in that match. I thought they just did that, you know, for like the little bump and push. You know, when they put bring somebody down, give it a little bit more interest, then it would like twist to Ali or something. I didn't think he was going to come out this match the winner. Uh-huh. How about, how about any of y'all with, with Dom winning? Honestly, it, it I don't know. It, it, it annoys me. It annoys me. Um, Dirty Dom and Mommy uh, annoy you? But they're, they're, I'm about to say, they're doing their job, though, man. The, the heels are pissing me off. So, I mean, I can't get mad at it. But it's like, bro, why are y'all here, man? <laughs> and you know what's funny? You can, what Flo said, you can see on Ali and West's face when they come in. They just got pure disgust. Like, why are you in our house? Get out. And he can still come back because he's, he's a champion. He, he has to. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, and from, uh, you know, just to break the fourth wall. Uh, from what I saw, the results of tonight's show, I don't know. It looked like I don't know. If, did did Brian go back to being face breaker? Yeah. I I don't know. Cause if he did, why? Well, wait. Well, cause well, I'm I'm asking cause like Von Wagner put him through a table. So I'm so I'm thinking maybe he takes Shit. the North American title off of him since they didn't call him up. Like they should have. Who, Von Maybe Wagner? he's the one. 
No, 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 oh. no. Uh, Brian Breaker, they didn't call him up like they were supposed to. So I'm thinking maybe, I don't know, if the results of that I saw tonight equals him being back to a baby face, then maybe they should have him. They'll have him take the North American title off of Dom, which, I mean, I think it's stupid anyway, but, I mean, we got what we got, so. Uh, I definitely have to look into that. I'm definitely going to have to look into that a little farther because I know Dom was supposed to defend the North American title tonight as well. Against who? Against uh, Dragon Lee. Oh, yes, shit. and um, Mysterio's, in, Mysterio's in his corner. Mustafa Ali said he wants whoever wins. Oh, he wants to face him with whoever wins? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he want to face whoever wins. You know, I got, you know, I got to break the fourth wall. No problem. Submission match for the women's championship: Tiffany Stratton versus Thea Hall. Look, I appreciate you, little baby. Wow, a, a submission match between non-MMA fighters. I wonder who else could have used that stipulation. <laughs> hey, tell me you pissed without telling me you pissed. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just. Honestly, uh, so Thea Hall, I, I like her. She, 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 she's cute. She's young. She's energetic. There's no chance in hell. I was like watching, watching this matchup, the little build up she was doing, whatever the case may be. I was like, but um, uh, she wasn't gonna win this match. She, 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 she tried, and I was just like, it was, it was decent, but. Tiffany Strand ends up with the win here. I mean, do I like Theo Hall getting get put in this position? It was, it was cool, but... They, they they threw in the towel, didn't they? Yes. Yes, I, they I, threw, I threw in the towel. The towel. Oh. Yeah. And I was just like, what does this do for Chase U? I mean, maybe because she's young and she's not ready and she's she going to fight through the pain and that really hurt herself and maybe he made a conscious decision. I don't know where it's going. Like I said, didn't see the, last, the next two episodes of NXT, so... Not necessarily sure. Dude, honestly, oh, well, I, I can tell you, uh, one of them had a match on NXT and she threw in the towel and got the match called out. Like, got was, the was match. It Duke uh, Hudson or Andre Chase? Uh, Duke Hudson. Okay. So, yeah, she threw in the towel. So, yeah, and then, like, tonight, Rey Mysterio gave her some advice. I don't know. Now, Rumblings have it. Imperium's getting a girl. I don't know who, but I mean. You know. I, don't, I don't know if Theo Hall fits with that. I'm sorry. Honestly, I feel like at a point, the reason that she threw in the towel because Tiffany Strand couldn't get that Boston Crab right. <laughs> that joint was not looking good at all. You do got a good point on that. Yeah, it just it just was not locking, but she retains the championship. And then the main event for the NXT championship, Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov. Very good match by these uh, by these two. Is the is Trick and Mello actually over? Now I remember a clip that I saw from the next week was that Mello and Trick was having a conversation backstage, and Trick was pretty much telling him, he said, "Yo, I need to leave and do my own thing because I can't keep being seen as your sidekick." And Mello was like, "I don't see you that way." And he was like, "I know you don't, Mel, but everybody else do." So I need to step away and do my thing. And Melo shook his hand and said, well, it's always respect. And then they walked away from each other. 
But like as said multiple times, I didn't watch any follow up after that. But going off that, I would think that's the end of them. Damn, I was hoping they. I was hoping they joined my hurt business two point I like if Trick does as a new mouthpiece. Yeah, that's great. But I'm like, Melo is money. Melo is still the champion, and he yeah. needs to hold that division together as champion right now. You are, you are right. You are right. Maybe come up a little bit later. Maybe he could be the one that after starts getting a little stale, like Blimp is dropping mellow. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, okay. uh, my fault. I'm all late, but yeah, they did. They that they split up. Um, Trick already got uh, which call it coming up. Um, what do you got? Who he up? got? He's he's going against uh, Ilya Dragunov at Heat Wave. Woo! Suicide. Uh huh. Exactly what that is, <laughs> but at the same time, that's a good way to get them out of NXT if they're going to go about the way you think about it. Pretty, pretty much dragging off, destroys him, and now he's gone. Yeah, I mean, I hope they go that way because I'm just like maybe it's time to move on past MVP because I don't want Omos nowhere near this new thing. Nowhere near. So. Okay. I, yeah, I can only agree with you with that. I don't want Omas near anything, though, to be honest. <laughs> he said to be honest, yeah, like, you know what? Fuck it! Yeah, you're you right. Uh, So, but it was a, st- still a good matchup by him and Dragunov. So, I recommend y'all go see that. And go Actually, just go back and check out the, the, uh, the Great American Bash. On the flip side of things, we had AEW 200 D- Dynamite. Has been around for 200 episodes. Now I was there when they do was doing the press conference. I saw the first Dynamite, and I've been there ever since. I have not watched Rampage. Like I watch, I can probably count my hand. I probably watch six Rampages. Six, four of them, or three. The first three was when the first the show first dropped. Then probably the next two is when CM Punk came back. And then one because I wanted to see Athena versus Willow Nightingale. So. Those are. Uh, that's why I've been seeing it. But now we're at 200 episodes. I was like, okay, you know, AEW has been sitting there doing their thing and going strong. So going for the recap of Dynamite here. We have, uh, they had a tag team matchup that opened up the show. Chris Jericho and Takeshna taking the, uh, oh, oh. Damn, the the time prime jumps off. You know I be struggling with these Japanese names. I know, I got you, I got you. I'm pulling it up now. I'm pulling it up now. Don't. (laughs) I I I was looking at Japanese. We we anime heads. We read, we can read Japanese names. There it is. There it is. You know, the savior. (laughs) Oh, man. Jericho versus Takashita. I mean, Jericho and Takashita versus Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, uh, so standard tag team matchup to uh, say at least. I, I was like, you know what? M- maybe I was missing something because I, I was like, oh shit, I didn't know the, the, the JAS wasn't a thing anymore because Garcia and 
you know, and uh, Sammy Guevara fighting Jericho. So it probably looks like that Jericho going to join the the, the, Don, the Don Callis family anyway. The funny thing is, the JAS is still a thing. Chris Jericho just in both groups. So I don't even think yeah, I'm about to say because uh, what you McCall told him to make a choice. Right, uh, and I only know this because I watch Jack Rampage Swagger. every week. Why is Jake Hager or Jack Swagger still a thing? What's wrong with him? He's still like, is his wrestling bad or? I don't, I don't particularly care for his wrestling, uh, or his list, or his character work. I was just not a fan of Jack Swagger. And I Even after show, he got the hat. And it, <laughs> no, oh, that was stupid. I did love his, you know, uh, uh, God was. Basically, in layman's terms, racist America act, and uh, he he went and did like you know like real UFC fight. I was just like, no, Jake Hager just bores. He bores me. I really don't care. And like I said, he ain't been on TV. He barely been on TV. Like I said, other than with that damn purple hat, I was like, what the fuck? Somebody give you an LL Cool J hat. Next thing you know, you just like, oh shit, this is hot. <laughs> no, like, you love like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like drunk that. Uh, so, but they imagine what's a mandatory meeting with uh, the JAS. I guess it's coming tomorrow. We're going to have to see. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Jerry Lynn comes out to the ring with a mic uh, because Jack Perry's out there. He is, who is the new winner of the FTW championship. And who then, saw it? Like, bro, am I like, I'm, I'm the street killer. Because why am I getting everybody and they losing when they, win, they lose their winning streaks? Who are you talking about? I'm talking about with the draft. Oh, you have, I had, do you have Jack Perry? Do you, uh, oh. No, no, no. I had Hook. Yeah, Hook? Hook, was, Hook was undefeated till then, right? Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. And, and that's I had, right. and I finally picked, I finally get uh, Jay, and then she lost. Yeah, and I ain't seen Jay. Yo, I miss Jay. She on vacation. She on vacation, bro. Oh, she on, oh. She on vacation. Yeah, she on vacation and she's considering not going back. I don't, but as as of what we've been hearing about the locker room, which, which we just talked about in part one, I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. I I I really not blame her. I mean, right now, like I say, it's a breath of fresh air to get some time away and to, to rethink yourself. First of all, I I I feel I'm still a little upset about how the baddies, you know, was not a thing anymore. And I was right. like, what, what the hell happened to Red Velvet and Kara Hogan? Y'all just broke them up and didn't do anything. Like, what the hell is up with that? Nah, for real, though. But, uh... So, Jerry Lynn comes out and he has the microphone telling, uh... The Jungle, or Jay Perry said, that he doesn't run, uh, run the show before saying he won't come down there and beat up Perry. So, what, what also happened is, uh, he said he called up a good friend from ECW that still happens to wrestle. And then RVD comes down with, with like an old RVD yin yang multicolored basketball jersey in a way, extra long, like this is 2002. And he makes his way out to the crowd, and everybody's like popping for RVD. And he challenges uh, Jack Perry for the, the FTW championship. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, they ain't pop how I went. Like, that. this is barely a pop, bro. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're... I mean, they should be. If you're an AEW fan, 
which they they W face love love to call themselves purists. Yeah, they love to call themselves wrestling purists. You should know who RVD is. Also, I think it was. Dude, I think it was the song. That, it could have been the song. It could have been the fact that he's an old wrestler. And does anybody know what town they were in? Oh, uh, you know what? Hold on, that is good right uh, there. That's I, a very I, good I, I tell you, I tell you right now, damn sure it was in Battle Creek, Michigan. That they, they was in. Oh, it was in Tampa, Florida. Ah, okay. Tampa, Florida. So yeah, because they did not. They did not react the way I thought. Like the way they should have reacted. I'm like, dog, y'all, y'all not see RVD, like, <laughs> or, or you know, or maybe it didn't come across that way on television. I, I don't know, cause that, that could be like that way also. Cause there's some people are looking on Twitter here that said it was there. They said that they popped for RVD. So who, who's to say? On True. TV, I can understand what you're saying that it didn't come off as strong. So I get it. Uh, we get ready for that triple threat anything goes match because we gotta have one or two hundred episodes. Moxley versus uh Penta in Pentagon. I I I I can't say the, the, the full name he wants me to Penta say. Penta El Zoro Miedo. Yes. Yeah. Penta and Trent El Zero. Trent Beretta. Oh, it, look! I know people been telling me to respect him. I am not a fan of the best friends. I don't care about Trent. I don't care about Chuck. I don't care about his mama. I don't care about that stupid van. I don't care about your hugs. I don't care about your aggressive side. I just don't like them. So anytime they in a match, I'm just like, oh. but you know what? This was a damn good triple threat matchup. Bloody. Moxie went crazy with the thumbtacks. I don't know if y'all saw the highlights or not, but there was multiple not just one you know when they said for the thumbtacks you take a bump on there there was multiple bumps on these thumbtacks and i'm rolling around mm. in the text and everything taking pile drivers on the text i'm just like the hell please aw do not be the company that uh makes me not care about thumbtacks i don't want that but Pentagon has a par- uh, uh, Mox has a paradigm shift on Penta, and then Trent knee uh, gives Mox a knee strike and covers Penta for the win. So Triple R wins the matchup. And after that, the beast uh, Chuck grabs the microphone and he calls out the BCC for a parking lot brawl. Wait for it on Rampage. So y'all know I ain't see it. Now, I did see that match of them fighting in a parking lot. Tell me about it. It's too much blood. <laughs> it's it's overly bloody. Um, it was it started off with just the two-on-two for the longest until the mom drove in, in the truck and Orange Cassidy comes sailing off a truck. And then, oh, who's... Y- Yuta comes out and not to Trent Barrera, not to go against Trent Barrera, but comes in front of the other guy from the Best Friends. He was like, "No, man, we was friends back in the day. I'm not gonna hurt you." And then he comes out with this screwdriver, and I don't know, but everybody kept taking a screwdriver, you know, to the inside of the eye. Like, guys, it it was too much to watch at multiple points. For Rampage too? Yeah, stop. On Rampage. Like, come on, y'all. It's just like, let me have a buried alive match on metal. Why? 
So we get to hear from MJF, who comes out, who cuts a, a, a good promo, calls out Adam Cole, and says, no matter what happened, win, lose, or draw, I said that you'll be, uh, you'll have a shot at this championship. But then he plays him and says, I don't think it's going to happen. And Adam Cole was under shock. And at first, I was about to get pissed. Like, Adam Cole, you knew what the hell MJF is about. Don't that, stop that dumb babyface syndrome, bro. Because I, I actually want Adam Cole to be the one to turn on MJF. But, uh, so he, so he get, somebody can outsmart the devil himself. And, but then he says, you don't get to deserve it like here. You can deserve it on the biggest stage where we make history in front of 75 plus fans or 80,000 or 90,000. I forgot. I don't know where the tickets are at right now. It all in Adam Cole versus MJF for the AEW championship. And then today celebrated Roderick Strong was going piss, uh, pissing in the back. Uh, he, he was he was very pissed off in the back just, just breaking stuff. Huge main event for All In. We finally starting to see what the car is looking like. And the fast four even, even on Collision, they announced Samoa Joe versus CM Punk for for Collision and not for Collision for All for All In and FTR versus the Young Bucks. So card looking stacked. Yeah, now that's just the, that's just the first three matches. Now and I'm like they all got some some good history behind there. I'm just like okay because I do think. Adam Cole is going to beat MJF at All In via disqualification, and we have the rubber match at All Out the next week. I know. I don't know if this was announced yet, but is it going to be RVD and Hook at um, All In, no. or did they? Isn't like not official yet, you know? Well, it's not Hook. It's Jack Perry. It's not Hook. It's Jack Perry. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. My uh, as of right now, I think it's looking like a dynamite. Me personally, depending on how Dynamite goes tomorrow, or or if they're gonna push it, I don't mind having that at all in. I wouldn't mind having it at all in. I'm just, you know, just curious to see, like, you know, what already these gonna do? Cause I think, they, I think they, 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 they were still trying to do Jericho's thing, but it looks like that's not gonna even be the match anymore because they went away from that. I want to see it, but I didn't think they, they tested it out, and I don't think it was received well, so they're probably not going to do that match. My probably question did. is, are y'all, are, are y'all getting the bundle? Uh, I'm going to be real. I don't know. What about no. you, Dr. No. No. I am cheap. Look, I will start watching these jokes once they come on some streaming service. I know you're not talking. That's cap. I know you ain't talking that shit because when All In first came out, when, remember, remember the first All In and we had that watch yep, party I at your that house? One. Yep, that was the last one I brought too and the last one I watched. The, the, the last AEW show I actually paid for was All Out when CM Punk came back. We went against Darby Allin. That was the uh, last one I bought. Now this one, I'm like, it's all in. It's in front of over seventy thousand black. Like they may just sell this thing out. It's a possibility. That's how I was checking. They were like four thousand seats short, and that's crazy. Because Wembley holds ninety thousand people. Mm-hmm. 
and they just started now some matches, and then, and then now that the, the match between MJF and Adam Cole on that Dynamite we got, that was a damn good match. He just ran out of time. Did y'all see that match? I saw the highlights. I didn't see that match. Oh, I, didn't I see sat it. there and watched that whole thirty minute match. That joint was great. I've and, actually never seen a Dynamite. Period. You mean like an eight day pay per view? No, like a Dynamite, like the Wednesday night show. Oh. I haven't seen one. I see, I see Rampage. <laughs> I just don't have, I just don't, I don't have cable, so I don't, I don't have access to watching Dynamite. Hey, Rampage on cable? But I, but I work on Fridays and I watch it at work. <laughs> Got, okay. So you just don't want to turn it on Wednesdays when you at work? I don't work Wednesdays. You, oh, I thought I work. I thought Thursday, Monday, Tuesday December. was the days off, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I go to church Wednesday night. God, I work that's Thursday to Sunday. Ah, oh, there you go. There yeah, you my go. schedule's crazy. I, I get it. I understand. Got it. I got it now. I I completely but, understand. But but for the respect for dynamite, if I had it, I would watch it. If I had the capability, I would watch it. But that's the only reason I don't. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, no worries. Uh, so, uh, so with them sort of stack up the card and the way uh, Puck and Joe ended at, at the the All Heart Tournament, which I know they can do more, especially with their history. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Samoa Joe and and uh, seeing Punk. So, and, and that's, 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 it's only been three matches announced, so I already know you're gonna have to stack up that show. Uh, you know, in front of all the all the people at Wembley. Also, to the comment that you said, I think it's possible for them to sell out. When you look at the amount of ticket sales that they had before anything was met, anything was announced, and then now they're announcing matches and everything we've gone over before, currently, I don't think one thing was named so far as like, man, I don't really care for that. Everything was like, no, that's good. That's good. Well, that's good, too. So if you sell that many tickets and then only announce good matches, that definitely got sell-out potential. Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, we got we're gonna see what Dynamite what they got for the next couple shows. I am thinking about getting the bundle, but it all depends on how what's gonna happen with these WrestleMania tickets, which we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Mortal Kombat One. So yeah, I saw that trailer. I'm getting hyped. But anyway, uh, I think that's good. Uh, then you had the Elite versus Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Satnam Singh. In a, in a in a trios matchup with with the elite one, when they gave uh uh God who did he get? I think he gave the one man angel to to, to Jay Lethal. Wasn't no set of saying, you know it, it was fine. But I was like I I I was uh I wasn't really watching this match much like that. But uh, <clears throat> the Mongol Embassy uh was in the Buddy Wayne Academy. Check on Nick Wayne, which is that new guy that just came in who was a friend of who befriended Darby Allen. Well, then they left him lying in a pool of his own blood. Uh, Swerve did. So I'm thinking that we for all in, we may get Swerve and Darby. Question. Yeah. What happened to uh Parker and the other dude? Oh, you talking about oh, uh, uh, you t- you talking about the one the tattoo Brock Lesnar? Yeah, T- they they got rid of them. 
That's that's crazy. They uh yeah uh the Mongol embassy they kind of like fused factions. So now he's just in there with Brian Cage and somebody, a couple other people, and uh, Prince Nana and all that bullshit. It's all about swerve now, now, when you say they got rid of him, they got rid of him from just the faction or from the company. Maybe the I, I don't even see that no more. I saw like, dude, I think the company, but I because they I don't even see them get singles matches. Okay, I just forgot. It. Yeah, so uh, it's a possibility that they could be working up to a. Darby and Swerve match, and if they do, I sign me up for that. Didn't Swerve just um have his friend come in? Uh, what's his name? Ar Fox, something like that. I don't. Oh I don't yeah, know oh yeah. yeah, oh god, because they, they was uh, uh they, they had their rivalry at Lucha Underground, but uh, it, he's not part of his group or anything like that. He's just there doing wrestling and stuff like that. So okay, because yeah. I know on I believe on Rampage last week they had a tag team match together. And he looked part of the group, but I didn't hear anything official. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not necessarily sure neither. I got to watch Dynamite tomorrow and see what goes on with that. Uh, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match, they had Ozzy Open taking on, uh, God, the commander and Eli Hijo Del Vanco. Prime. He, he would know the people. Uh, I, um, Ozzy Open, that's the group that's with uh, Will Ospreay. They uh, won the matchup. Very fun matchup. And uh, then the main event was Tony Storm took on Hikaru Shida for the A-Days Women's Championship. Funny how this was in the main event, especially when we got all that, that drama behind the scenes with Mephisto and all that other stuff. But then we just so happened to have a, the women's main event on Dynamite, which, by the way, I think this may be the first... I'm not necessarily sure. Don't quote me on it. But this is one or one of the first women's championship main events on a dynamite. I'm not talking about a dark or dark elevation or rampage or battle of the belts. I'm talking about dynamite, their main shows, you know, that like that. So I don't know, but in in in, in shocking, Hikaru Shida wins, and uh. Becomes the new women's champion. I mean, respect to her because she's been here since, since the beginning. It really hasn't been doing much of anything. But for her to go, go go out and get the title, I was like, okay. I don't know where this leads us going into all in and all out. Because I thought Jamie Hayden was going to come back and go, go into Wembley and get her championship back from Tony Storm. But I don't know what the plan is going on. So... I mean, I, you know, say it, it was a good, uh, good edition of Dynamite, but that's uh, that was two hundred, two hundred episode. I'm curious to really see what's going on with All In. Yeah, I, I, I really want to order it and, and watch it. I may not even get to pay. I don't know if I need 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 All Out, but I definitely want to see All In though, since we haven't seen that. Do, in. When is All In again? I know it's is it the end of August. Like last Sunday of August, something like that. I think I think it may be. I'm actually gonna uh, pull it up right now to see when it is AEW all okay. in 2023. The date is, of course, got all this other bullshit. Like all out 2023. Give me the fucking date. You know, uh, that's all out. Where's all in? 
Okay, All Out is September 3rd. That's the first Sunday in September. So it got to be that, that that last Sunday in August. Because it's like a week apart. It's August 27th. Thank you, Kifa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that last Sunday. So you're absolutely right. They're, they're week after week. Yeah. Yeah, August 27th. So that, that, that's the the last Sunday. Maybe, like I said, maybe I'll do the package on number, but right now, for Adam Cole and, and the CM Punk matchup, you know, this, this is this is something I, 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 I want to see AEW win on this. That's the best, the best way I can say it. All right. Let's go on with, let's go on and talk about the old man real quick. <laughs> As you guys have seen, I am on CNBC, not not no Fightful, not no Craig Seats, not no Wrestling Observer Newsletter, none of that. I'm on CNBC. CNBC. This is on CNBC, uh, CNN, all that kind of shit. WWE boss Vince McMahon hit with federal grand jury subpoena and search warrant company reveals. What? the hell is happening with Vince McMahon? The government said we need to check your paperwork. <laughs> it, it, you know, is it just me or him and his homie be getting these kind of in troubles at the same time? Is it just me? Because when you know, uh, his, his former ex-president buddy was getting in trouble last year about the uh, you know being held accountable for January 6th and all that kind of stuff like that. Here come Vince and the, these allegations about the women start coming up. Oh, and, and but I said last year was the FBI documents and those classified documents that he, he kept in. Now his homie got to go to court and could be prosecuted for conspiracy of the election, and he is not get uh, a subpoena, you know. For, for some bullshit. Is that just ironic to me? Also, got a question. Yeah. I, I see that he... I understand what a subpoena is. I understand that. Yeah. What documents are they looking into? I couldn't find that anywhere. It just says, hey, he's been subpoenaed to go through documents. Okay. Documents of what? Pretending... To what of the company? The actions uh, represent an escalation of an ongoing investigation into allegations that McMahon paid millions of dollars over the years to women after being accused of sexual misconduct. So, we're, so this is still in continuation from what happened before because I, I had understood that had closed out as of November. No, that 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 no, that shit ain't never gonna close out. Not when, not, not for. Cause see, a lot of times when you're dealing with the, with this kind of drama and stuff, they going to do what they can to hush it down for the public. Because whether we, as the public, including myself, want to believe or not, one headline, one news article, one thing on social media is taken as the gospel, and it's fact, and they know that without really digging in. And looking deeper into that because to be honest with you, people really ain't got, got, got no time for that. So, 
there has been more things that have been concur concurring with that because even they just talking about some articles that she was reading were thinking that the reason why he was selling this company uh because we we knew from what vince was going through they which will never sell the company the sell the company is because with knowing that these were going to be coming that they may try to take the company away from him so if i sell it now and they and they take it and they, and they give me like a a boss job there that it ain't it's not mine to own anymore so they can't just like take it away from me it's a conspiracy you know we just say you just say don't know about that and also Vince McMahon has been out uh on they said on Wednesday that he, he he's on medical leave after undergoing a major spinal surgery. Which some Yeah, I was reading that as well. So what you say? I was reading about that as well. Yeah. Uh saying that he'll uh begin on July twenty first. He'll remain on medical leave until further notice, but will but will remain executive chairman of WWE, the company said in its quarterly reports. Uh, reached for comment Wednesday. The company said it is believed the subpoena and search warrant are a continuation of the investigation that commenced last summer. WWE has uh, cooperated throughout and fully understands and respects the government's need for a completed process. McMahon, in a separate statement, told CNBC, I have always denied any intentional wrongdoing and continue to do so. I am confident that the government's investigation will be resolved without any findings of wrongdoing. So, with all this stuff being said, they're still going deeper into the investigation of what's going on with Vince. And now he has to... Uh, you know when they're gonna go look through the house and show up to court if he if he needs to happen with this thing's going on so just kind of like paying people for it to go away it could be some things he thinks in this case that could really put him in some necessary hot water same thing goes for his homie that's just you know that's the uh the uh the unfortunate truth about it, especially with, with the amount of money that has been paid to all these these women and now it now i've seen people on the internet i don't know how extensive this spinal surgery is but people was like oh he traded the neck brace for spinal surgery because mm. every time it's in trouble he sick because there really wasn't nothing wrong with him doing that step that their steroid trial and he did that to help build sympathy for the jury just saying that's how the court of law works here Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, this man who has is for a seventy-six year old tip top shape, he he makes it a point to work out and just be defiant of anything that is going wrong. Now he has major spinal surgery. And it's just, it's just ironic. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying I think that the wall is closing in a little bit faster than we as the general public know. That's a strong possibility. And I think that there is something going on that we are not privy to or fully understand something, but something for this to keep coming up because everybody, just like, just like you said, Quattro, you thought it was, you thought these days were taken care of in November. I was like, man, this ain't 
it looked like it, but this thing ain't over just yet. And I get it pretty pretty much. You did a subpoena. You looking for something and you got an idea what you're looking for. Exactly. And right now we are in this climate where we are really trying to hold people accountable for the actions that they do. And sometimes when, when you put things in place where these big top people can't be, you know, accused or being taken down for things that they have done, and you got to go through all these channels. That's what that's what's happening now. You just go through layers and layers and layers of stuff. I'm, I'm pretty sure Vince thought this shit would be over too. Vince thought he would never have to leave WWE, but right now, this thing could be getting. Let's say it was that. It ain't like hey. Subpoena, we're going to just throw Vince and his homie in jail. No, that's not going to happen. But, could this, like, you got to look at it like what, what can what can affect this going in for the long haul. Because, you know, subpoenas and stuff like that, they are serious business. And you don't just throw them out. You know, it's a search warrant. It's like, it's like you said, Guado, it's a search warrant to figure out that there's something... That, that that we don't we we're not privy to know that information. We ain't gonna probably know that information until some just you know gets leaked out. Whatever the case may be, but they looking for some. They know something is missing, and they gonna find it. And they may not like what they find. You know what I'm saying? So who knows? But anybody else have to have anything to add to this? Um, not really. I mean, Vince, he's trash. So I mean. What else? Like, I don't know, man. It's just like, I mean, this is safe space. State your feelings. Well, no, I'm saying like, remember on Breaking Bad, he can't keep getting away with this. Like, bro, like he's going to get away with this, and it's pissing me off because like they keep, man, they keep trying to find ways, and I just feel like it ain't going to work. So just like, give it up. You know what? I, I hear what you're saying because I remember, I don't remember what I was watching, but I can't remember this quote. They say, you know what's the difference between comic books and real life? In real life, the villains win. I believe that. That's a fact. Is it? Yes. I mean, the look, president still ain't booked. Like the former president still ain't in jail. He, they keep getting him on stuff. He's not going to go. He can't go to jail. A president, unfortunately, especially for, with that, he can't be jailed. He has to be. Even after a president starts to become a president, he has twenty four seven security. He can't go to prison. That's just, that's unfortunately the way the law and stuff has been set up. And right now, unfortunately, with with the way things happen in this world, is that it always seems that the bad guy has won. But the but the thing is, well, what we're, what we're not privy to seeing is that the game ain't over. It ain't everybody. Everybody's calling the game before the game is over. Everybody. You know, you may be down by a touchdown, or you may be down by two touchdowns, and you got three timeouts, and you got about five minutes left, but you already calling the game. 
You can't call the game until the game is over. The game seems to be over. That's what they want you to see. And the game is over. Say they would do like, oh damn, Vince is back. We knew it. We called it. Everybody was so happy to call that. And next thing you know, he get hit with this again. They probably like, well, what, what the hell's going on? I'm like, it ain't over yet. And the reason why they're gonna be over because these people they can't they can't live forever. They may want to, but they can't. Fisk can work out however much he wants to and do whatever he can do and just be a stubborn old bat. Eventually, the body is going to shut down and he has he's going to go. And whatever. So on that. Huh? So on that. Yeah. And on what you just said. This follows him to the day he died. Yeah. He, he gets away. No justice. Oh, well, I just had to deal with this till I died. Oh, well, nothing worse happened. What happened was supposed to happen. That's not that's not a loss. But who said that there will be no justice? Who said that? I did just I did say in the scenario, if this keeps going to the day he died, then there's no justice served in the end. Cause he's dead. What kind of what kind of justice personally, what kind of justice would you like to see brought to Vince McMahon? For all the things that naturally he has done. That would be, you know, like, 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 seriously, in your personal opinion, what would the justice be for Vince that you want to see? I don't want it to be money because that's not going to hurt. I ca- I have to think of something that would hurt the man of Vince McMahon. Bro, he has to get out of the company. Like, no influence, no power whatsoever. He needs to get out of it. Like, I don't care if he doesn't go to jail. He shouldn't, like... Every time, it's always like it. This it affects the company, whether we see it or not. This affects the company. He needs to get like he needs to have his hands completely taken out of the pot. He does. He and you never know. This sell to endeavor may not be the sell we all think it's going to be. Everything has. I mean, shit. There was a point where I thought Vince Russo would uh, never get the fuck off my screen. And we see what happens out. Sometimes, look, man, whether we like it or not, the long game always is going to be played. We speed up, but the game still hasn't changed. The long game always is going to be the one that plays. And and sometimes you have got to see it out. And just saying what's going on with, with the writers and actors strike, saying that it goes on with, with any kind of justice we have gotten in uh in this country, and you can even argue that the justice, the justice that we receive in this country ain't really justice. You can make it argue that point. So you can, you can argue the point when it comes to Vince, like, hey, there's, there's never no justice, or, 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 or what good is this going to do, or nothing is going to come of this. But to be honest with you, are you going to pay attention to see if anything is coming from this? Yes or no? No. Yeah, say he's telling. Nah, um, 
Uh, what was your question again? My fault. I'm at, I'm closing out work. I, I, I said, when it comes to this kind of stuff, and we talk about that, you know, there's nothing's going to come from from this subpoena at all. There's not going to be no justice. I said, are you even going to be following enough to even know if there is going to be any kind of justice from this? Um. No, not really, because I don't think there's going to be any justice for it. I'm, I'm not gonna sit around. And, I'm not gonna sit around and wait to, to be Saudi. Yeah, I don't think there's ever gonna be truly a punishment that fully fits the crime, bro. When he, yo, when he got out the the, the scandal, like, I, it was that's when I gave up hope because I thought they got it. Like, they, I thought they got him, and he still punched out of it smooth too. I give him credit for it, but like, bro, I don't know, man. Look, those kind of things, those kind of things, but those kind of men have been carefully constricted. Where it's like they got a backup plan for a backup plan for a backup plan. And unfortunately, we don't think that far ahead. And they, they count on that. You know, Vince always got to kick out that too. Say what? You know Vince always got to kick out at two. Yeah. But like I said, eventually, everybody kicks out at two. Eventually, his shows will go down for that three count. I don't know when it's going to be. And even if it's not at even if it's not at this point right now, and it's like, okay, nothing happened with the subpoena. Coming back to me and saying, I told you so, what does that accomplish? Other than you, you feeling good about yourself to say that you was right. It don't do anything. But eventually... Like I said, eventually, like first of all, the foundations are already starting to crack before the uh, before those allegations even came out. Those foundations was was cracking because it's this of how bad their television show was. And if you ain't got nobody watching the show, well then you ain't gonna have no, you ain't gonna have no television show. All those foundations that were missed. Of how like the fall W was happening, the rise of AEW and all that kind of stuff, it was just like man, panic moves, and they doing and they doing the same thing. It just so happens that when the W was at, was at, was in the shit of their ratings and AEW was getting hot and everybody was leaving a, a WWE to go to AEW, all of a sudden somebody said, "Yo, we got to get Vince out of here because he's bringing this down." There come them allegations all of a sudden. Then everybody's like, well, you know, I don't mind working at the Triple H. And it brought them back up again. Then we got Bloodline. We got all this other stuff. And then Vince not back in the weeds. And it's just like, oh, now everybody's frustrated again. Blah, blah, what's going to happen? But he's not there. He's not fully there. And then this stuff comes back up. Bruh, it's going to be... As long as there's evil in the world, there's always going to be somebody to fight it. That's just the way. That's the that's the the un, unfortunate balance that is in the world. Hypothetical question. Yeah. Let's say um let's throw these Vince allegations out. Let's just say that didn't not that it did happen that it didn't come to light. Okay. Yeah. Would AEW have took down WWE in your opinion? Oh no that that, that that's, that's impossible to happen. Okay. Just 
Just looking for an opinion there. Yeah. I'm listening. So, regardless, WWE is still going to be on top. Regardless, it will always have an influence and part of Vince McMahon. Regardless, Vince McMahon will always receive a benefit from WWE. When you say so, okay, go ahead. No, no, no. So, where to bounce the question back to you? How does Vince lose? What is if Vince's mind considered a loss? Which what's a loss to you is not a loss to Vince, and what's a loss to Vince is not a loss to you. Mm-hmm. So you're you're asking where does Vince lose? When Vince right. is backed into a corner. That's when he feels though he started. When Vince don't feel though he has power over everything, that's when Vince feels like he's losing. And then then when that happens is when you make some irrational decisions. We're looking at it as no matter what happens, WWE is going to be on top. Yes, you have mm-hmm. you have sixty years of history. That's not going anywhere. AEW has what four compared to. There's 60 years of history. That's not going anywhere. It's not supposed to. But even still, you say, what does Vince benefit from that? If Vince is forced to sell his company, the thing that he swore but down he would not do. The thing that he swore but down that he would have to die in that chair. <coughs> and he can't do that right now? We don't see that that shit probably killing him. We don't even know what the, the family discussion is is looking like behind closed doors. Something is going on. You're supposed to make everything look at just in regular, common, everyday human life. Everybody on this podcast got some issues going on with their wife. How many of us know about it? Honestly, I would say none because obviously the truth of an idea of something that we all probably believe on some level is you keep in stuff in house stuff in house. Exactly. You we're not gonna know any kind of thing about Vince struggling. We're not gonna know anything about WWE struggling. We not the only reason why we knew about how bad WWE was doing in '95 is because they did better in '98. It was like, yo, we was on the verge of bankruptcy in '95. Like we almost lost this thing. Well, yeah. on that same point, don't we always talk about it won't be over till Vince is gone? Will Vince ever really be gone? Yeah, I don't believe that. What you say if well, Vince? I don't even like only like honestly, and I hate to be so morbid. I don't see him going until he's dead. But I'm I, 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 but what, what Cardo was saying is is will he ever truly be gone? I, I I'm trying to say like, uh, once he's dead, 
Oh he's, no! Once he's dead, that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. I got. I agree with Q Flow there. He's not going till he's dead. Vince got air. Vince is there. Yeah. For the but I'm saying. But even with that being there, you're still disregarding that people is going uh, uh, is going to as long as there's evil in the world, people are going to fight. Eventually, people get tired. That's the thing. I think I'm not saying you're missing that point. I'm just saying it's it's not really that big to look at. It's like it's so it's so easy to always focus on the negative. I'm saying, but people are getting to look at just the way things are working now. Everything's not going to change overnight, but things have been changing and been going faster within the last three years than they have been the last twenty years with everything. Shit. It, it could be it. It could be so bad to a point where, say, if Roman just like you know what, I'm tired of this, and I'm walking out. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying, but if that was to happen, and you had somebody big like that to be like, yo, there, there, there really got to be some changes. When, when you do people so wrong, and when you do something so bad over and over again eventually it trickles down to the person that needs to get to for it to matter all the time it may take a long time but it's all the time this can live on his high horse as long as he wants to even until he's dead but eventually shit gonna catch up with you and that's what it's doing now I'm not sitting here saying that Vince will be subpoenaed, that he's going to go to jail, and he's and then WWE's going to be free to go, stuff like that. And his sponsor, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not that ignorant. I know that's not what's going to happen. Bro, I don't even care if he doesn't go to jail. I just want him. I just want his hands out, out the company, out bro. The pot. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's it. it that's there, all I want. There is a possibility that when they go over to Endeavor and something else comes out, Remember, Vince don't own it anymore. He can't get fired. You missing that part? He he's giving his power away. No man is going to give, especially those kind of men, are not going to just give that kind of power away without them thinking that they got some kind of plan in place. But that plan may not work like he think it's going to work. We just don't know. We ain't supposed to know right now. But shit, if he go to Endeavor and something else come out and it's something like that, once again, you are not a privately owned company anymore. You are now in, you are in a stratosphere of all these other things. And whether they believe the shit or not, there is an image that they got to keep. And if you're messing up that image, you got to go. Period. I'll tell you one thing. I told this is going to be the best trial since, uh, Johnny and Amber. <laughs> I, know I, I know, I know, because I know if something, if something happens and they get rid of, I know Vince going to fight it. Yeah, boy, I'm gonna be glued in the court TV that day. Seriously, look on some real they 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 might want to put this on pay per view. You know what I mean? Make <laughs> <laughs> a pay like right. man. This is the real, real POV. <laughs> 
and like, <laughs> and, we'll, and, and, the, and the first thing we see is if we see that Endeavor's president, such and such, has fired Vince McMahon, oh my God, the world will turn on his head. That's going to break the internet for sure. Be, and that's a possibility. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm cynical. I'll see that and I'll be like, but for how long? Or what's the or what's the next play? Because evil don't die. It just transfers. You say evil don't what? Evil don't die. It just I transfers think, over. I think you're, I think worst case scenario, and I'm not saying it because you hear, uh, in the worst case is Shane. Best case is Stephanie. Because, yeah. Evil doesn't die. It gets it's transferred. You have a point on that, but it also gets diluted. It also gets diluted. Yeah. Decade. Yeah. Decade. Um, decade, decade afterwards. The way you talk is obviously from something that has pained you before. And in your case, evil has probably always has one. But through the history of things from the evil in this country from let's say 1619 to the evil in 2023 is there but evil's evil can be diluted from generation to generation that and that all depends on the person this could have his evil but it's like does triple h share that same evil we don't know does Stephanie share that same evil? We don't. Everybody has some evil in them. But I'm saying, but do they share that same evil? We don't know. Hell, Vince's daddy didn't even share that same evil that Vince Jr. got. And this is coming from the territories of hearing the other territory promoters talk highly of Vince McMahon Sr. Before he died. So that ain't transfer over to Junior. So it's not to say that whatever he got going on is not is going to transfer over it either. That's just that's just that's, that's just that's facts. Whatever they transfer, same thing with with being good transfers over. But I'm just saying, but it can be diluted. So this is this is all a a wait and see situation. I I thoroughly admit it's very interesting to wait and see what happens as well. It's it's actually exciting to see what's going to happen. Yeah, it's right now for what's going on with Vince, what's going on with our former president, all that stuff. I'm just sitting back and watching. And when you see things going on now... And it's just like, look, the shit going on in Florida, I'm just like, all right. But I'm just saying, but but then again, we just had that, that viral video that we just seen. That, that everybody's making memes of, but in reality, there are a lot of people that, that, that are out there that be like, hey, that's what they deserve. That's people are getting fed up and tired. How many times you guys see somebody get stomped on or beat down or, or beat beat up unjustly? Too many times. 
to the point where they say, I've had it with that. I've had it with that. Remember, we, we always see, we always see black men getting beat up, and people holding the camera, and, they, and they're like, "Hey, we ain't getting involved in that." But we recorded to get proof, and next thing you know, when that don't work, it's just like, "All right, so, will we gonna watch the security guard get beat to death?" Nah. I'll take is violence right? No, but you know what? It's worth it right now because we just saved this man's life. They could have beat this man and threw him into the water. I would argue that violence is a necessary evil uh-huh. because because honestly communicating things out don't always work sometimes you do have to show a level of of strength and unfortunately <laughs> normally that strength is violence but let's be honest it's it nothing wrong it is nothing wrong with defending yourself that brother ain't put his hands on nobody he said move your boat they wanted to be belligerent they dealt with the consequences. I agree. And Although I, this, is, this is not wrestling. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it isn't. Well, well, there was a rock bottom in it, so we could count it. Oh, <laughs> still, still cheer, still cheer. Uh, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. a rock bottom too. There was a rock OG, bottom too. OG, 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 to the ECW one time. One time, that man, that man is concussed. So yeah, you ain't hear that, John? Like the bodies hit the. All right, never mind. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that, that that's just that, that that's just you know how, how it's going. P- people are getting fed up. People are getting really fed up. But you know what? But the last thing I've I've been fed up with. I just mentioned Vince Russo. Uh, earlier, Dark Side of Rain, the last episode before the season finale. Actually, I just missed the season finale came on the night about Mari Janetti. So Dark Side of the Rain this week was focusing on WCW Bash at the Beach 2000. A annual pay-per-view, one of the biggest pay-per-views when it comes to WCW. Like Bash at the Beach, Halloween Havoc, Fall Brawl, Starcade. Those are the ones that come to my mind that are like WCW's big shows. Well, we... (laughs) Talk Bash at Beach 2000. Anytime you hear WCW or 2000, you already know you went for some shit. Because 2000 was a terrible year. Here's the thing. I witnessed WCW 2000 because I grew up on WCW. And yes, when I was going back and forth from Thunder, you know, SmackDown, Raw, or Nitro, I was still watching WCW 2000. And my God, it was bad. I'm talking about we had like the above average Mike Sanders. Oh. You know, uh, screaming Norman Smiley. Take Abbott. The, uh, Three count. I'm still stuck on the above average. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Quanta, do you remember the above average Mike Sanders? Fairly. Fairly, not not heavy. Okay. I think with no other superlatives y'all could have used. Just. Uh huh. WCW has some names for people, man. <laughs> wow. Also, yeah. hi everybody. Yes, uh, Lady Sketch has joined. Uh, like I said, three count. They had uh, was it the fact chick magnet might awesome. Um. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> Vampiro. 
Yeah, you know, heard before. Uh, NWO 2000, the black, uh, was it the black and silver? Disgusting. There were so many <laughs> things wrong with WCW uh, in 2000. And this just uh, is culminating in, in so many events that happened because we're talking to Vince Russo here. Yeah, bro. New York, you know, I don't know how many bros he had to edit out, but uh, I know there's a lot of bros here. Between what happened between Hogan and Jeff Jarrett at Bash of the Beach 2000, which everybody knows the clip uh, where Jeff Jarrett lays down and Hogan puts his foot on his chest and pins Jeff Jarrett. He walks out with that championship and Hogan curses everybody out about what's the problem with this company. And it's and then Vince Russo comes out and shoots, I mean shoots, on Hogan afterwards. And it becomes a, an embarrassment for the company. Embarrassment for wrestling in the first place. Mm. You know. So, first of all, for those who don't know, I, I'm pretty sure that Quattro, I know Quattro probably has not seen uh, Watch a lot of WCW, but you are familiar who Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff are, correct? Yes, I am. Yes, so they were going into it. Like there was the talking heads on there. Vince Russo automatically at the beginning of the episode says, "I don't like the wrestling business, bro. Nothing about the wrestling business. There's not one nice person that works in the wrestling business." But yet, backtracks and says, "You know, but I don't hate anybody." Okay, I automatically see it where this is going already. Then we then we get then we had another talking head of Eric Bischoff. There's no Hogan, Jeff Jarrett is in this episode, and there's no Booker T. Booker T's already said he's not doing these kind of episodes, and of course Hogan wasn't going to be in here because they're going to paint Hogan in a good light, and Hogan ain't putting Dark Side of the Ring over. Shit. So we talk about what what what, what the problem with what the things was. So what a lot of people don't realize is that. Vince Russo, he's not solely responsible, but he is a big part of what happened with the Attitude Era. And a lot of people don't really know that. Vince Russo worked on that on the on the creative team uh, back in WWF, and then he was the one that came up with the whole uh, Crash TV response to WCW Nitro because when Nitro because uh, like I said WWE was struggling in 95 Nitro comes out and then they came out in 95 also but then all of a sudden they were taking a lot of WWE big names from Hogan to Savage they, they were taking them over to WCW and what WCW was doing they did the NWO angle oh Kevin Nash and Scott Hall used their real names and they used more gritty more reality based storylines to go along with their programming Whereas WWE was doing shit like Max Moon or was doing shit like uh, the Mountie and all, all these kind of outlandish gimmicks that fans were not, you know, being accustomed to. They didn't really care about it anymore. So come in like late 97 and going in 98, they had to f figure out what it was. So Vince Russo being on that team uh, started... Uh, comparing photo and, and doing the Crash TV response. Now, 
Uh, talking to y'all because I, I I I really want to interact interact with y'all because I understand y'all don't understand about the event, but y'all do understand about that Monday Night War era. What is y'all favorite era of wrestling? A lot of people say Edge there, but I'm curious about y'all. What are y'all? Nah, favorite? I'm a ruthless aggression boy. I wasn't around for the Attitude Era, but however, during my 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 tenure with the Nerd Coalition, it's caused me to do some homework, and honestly, I don't think the wrestling portion of the Attitude Era was what was good about the Attitude Era anyway. How about you, Quattro? Plus, you be an ECW off, fan. First off, I want to let you know how old you made me feel. saying the fact you wasn't around for the Attitude Era. <laughs> we stuck. How old am I? But um, mine is the Attitude Era, and I don't go back and watch it because it's not going to be what I remember it. So I love it based upon my memory of it, how it made me feel, and the enjoyment I got from wrestling. I know if I went back and watched it, I would nitpick it to death. I agree. I like the Attitude Era. I like what it was. I really like the Attitude Era. I'm not going to lie. I used to rent all the, 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 the VHSs from that era. However... I personally feel as though the Rufus Aggression was the best era. I love that era the most. Ladies and by the way, you didn't get a chance to say. Um, I you. actually had the same exact answer as Quattro. I love the Attitude Era, but I know watching it as an adult and with <laughs> with the, the mindset of we're in 2023, I wouldn't look at the Attitude Era and be horrified. Mm-hmm. So I could never go back and watch anything from that from that era. Clips here and there, maybe. Mm-hmm. But anything beyond that, horrified. Even some of the clips, I'm just like, no. How are we watching this? Yeah. So, with that being said, the Attitude Era with the with the Crash TV format is Russo came with this thing where they would have like short fights. Back, uh, fighting in the backstage, uh, seeing what happened, and they will keep repeating that same formula to the point where you would not want to change the channel to see what's going on on the competition. You will keep the flow going to the point. That's why those matches were not as long. That's why most of your matches, about 80% of them went to the backstage area, and then we always had like a GTV segment or going into the storyline or figure out what's, go, what's going to the front. Fundamentally over and over and over. And the only thing that really got time was the main event matches. Mm-hmm. You know, like Stone Cold or Triple H or Undertaker or anything like that. Those are the ones that really got the time to get those kind of matches. Mm-hmm. But not anything else. So that was the, 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 the Crash TV response to Nitro. Especially when, when Nitro was kicking over these ass for all them weeks. Yeah, they, was, they were in there <coughs> pretty tough. Yeah. Now, with all that being, with all that happening, uh, when WWE uh, got SmackDown in '99, you know, it caused the workload to be a lot for for Russo, and you know, since he know he just looks at it as, as a job, bro, you know. That's <laughs> Russo get on my nerves. You Go know, uh, he he said that Vince McMahon told him when he when he was getting over work, he said that. You had enough money to hire a nanny to look after your children. So, allegedly, that's what Russo said that Vince said to him. I mean, I mean, is that far off? But no. say, let me tell you something. 
there's not many things that Vince Russo says that I could wholeheartedly believe. Yeah. That's one of them. Uh-huh. So, we know what's going on with Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff was let go. Now, they look at Vince Russo, WCW, and the new owners over there. They look at Vince Russo as that is the guy who created the answer there. Let's bring some of that success over to WCW. Mm-hmm. You know, like a straight Warner Brothers move. Mm-hmm. I and, mean, honestly, on surface level, it makes sense, though. Say what? He said on, a surface, on surface level, level that makes sense. Okay. I, I didn't hear what you said. So, when they brought him over there and, and Russo started doing Russo shit, such as, you know, Judy Bagwell on a forklift match, uh, anything on a pole match, the San Francisco 49ers type matchup. Now, and, what did y'all think y'all were going to get? That's my, that's the real question. Like, I, did you think he was just going to leave certain stuff over there? Well, I don't think people really understand that. A lot of things that we saw in the answer there, yes, Vince Russo had some input in that and and being creative, but there's a lot of his shit that got shut down by Vince. And when you when you feel so like, hey, this stuff is working, he's behind it, you're not thinking about, oh, so this must be all the shit that got shut down. Yeah. That's all Mm -hmm. shit we get. So they left he got let go four months into the job. Wow. That's wild. Like yeah. Why y'all let him make it past his 90 days, though? So, they go, and they get back. Uh, they was going to pay him to sit at home. Then they realized, oh, we ain't going to pay him to sit at home. We, how about we going to try to get Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo to work together? Whose bright idea was that for real, for real? It wasn't a good one. No. I think it's purely the idea of... Do we know did Vince Russo have one of those guaranteed contracts that everybody was getting back then? Because if that's the case, they probably like, look, we trying to get some money out of him. Let's maybe he can come to work and it'll work out. I'm not saying it was a good idea, but I'm saying I can see the basis for the idea. That was definitely the idea because they was going to pay him to sit in the house. Well, Eric Bischoff talked about how much a pathological uh, liar that uh, Vince Russo is, and they clearly do not like each other. They all hate Vince Russo, though. So, they had this idea that they was going to do a hard reset. I watched this. I seen this segment when I was watching Nitro. This back when they turned Nitro to that ugly-ass Nitro logo. And they had the blue ring mat. Oh, God, I hated that Nitro. That sounds ugly. Uh, and they stripped everybody of their belts. What? And they kind of started like a... New school versus old school. They had the Millionaires Club, which was all the old old heads, and he had the New Blood, which is all F U N B. Yeah, what'd you say, Pro? I said F U N B. Oh, sh- uh, that that shit sucked. Okay, but it, but I uh, but so <laughs> Russo was trying to have the you know not wean out all the older guys, but Bring them down and bring be able to have some of the new talent be put over. I'm okay with he that. Basically, idea. He basically he so he basically tried to do like the main event mafia, but like the wrong way. Yeah, because remember those matches that it was like Billy Kid Billy Kidman versus Hogan, right? And Hogan would beat Billy Kidman's ass the whole match and then get disqualified. So Billy Kidman gets the win. But he got his ass beat the whole match. Say, so what does that do for him? <laughs> it don't do anything. It's like okay, Nothing. on paper he got the win, but Hogan but he got his he got his ass beat. What? 
He got his ass beat the whole fucking match. So, Vince Russo was sitting around the table and was like, hey, Jeff Jarrett at the time was a champion and it was giving him like a run where he was beating legends. And it was like, well, who who do we all think that needs to be the next First champion? Of all, in the 2000s, Jeff Jarrett is definitely not the new blood, but all right. Not at all. I was but, thinking the same thing. I was like, maybe I missed something, but okay. But they said Booker T. So they said, hey, we're going to Booker T. So the next pay at Bash of the Beach, we're going to have Jeff Jarrett versus Booker T for the WCW Championship, and we're going to award to Booker T. To the point where they even called Booker T and said, hey, this is what the plan is going to be. You're going to go over, bring even bring a suit for Monday Nitro so we can have like a little promo ceremony type thing. Well, uh, that didn't go over so well with Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan, when he first came to WCW, has created control, complete creative control over his character. That's a wild-ass contract because yeah. who, who gave him that? Uh, I blame Eric Bischoff for that. I mean, well, yes. We yeah. know who actually gave him that, but figuratively... Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, I get that you really want to get somebody in the door. Like, you really want to get that big name. But that's too much. No, Hogan don't need to run. Because look at Hogan when he first came into 2002. And he, he ate some crow because I don't know if, if y'all remember this. because uh, But he lost to Brock Lesnar to a, via bear hug. He uh he lost to Kurt Angle, he lost to The Rock. He was in a tag team with Edge. Hogan was just like, okay, 2002, I'm going to be how I'm be on my best behavior. And then then when he started pu- pulling that 2003 shit, like all right, so I get my win back against Brock. Psst. No, Mm-mm. no, that's not how it happens. Mister America comes in, he's out. That's how it is. Alright, so, but he had creative control, and then so Hogan wanted to uh, leave Bash at the Beach with the belt. So, so that, now we go with talking about that, how they came with different scenarios of how to do this. Where it's like, okay, Hogan beats up Jeff Jarrett, Russo has him looking strong, and then, but uh, Hogan's going to leave, and Jeff Jarrett's going to keep the belt, he's going to go up against Booker T, and blah, blah. And that's going to happen. Hogan wasn't for that at first. So, and since Hogan was no longer the draw, Russo was more trying to read him out where Eric Bischoff was more on the side of Hogan. So, they even made even more changes of Hogan even look even more stronger against Jeff Jarrett. Almost like like the Billy Kipper thing is beat his ass up the whole matchup. Even have Steiner and them come in there for some interference. He beat them all down. And things like that, but Jeff Jarrett still walks away with the belt. Well, at first, according to Russo, Hogan was cool with that idea. Mm-hmm. But then Bischoff said that Russo never came to them with that idea. And mm. Bischoff's plan was that Hogan Hogan is going to take the title from uh from Jerry and leave and then come back at Halloween Havoc. And uh, when they do a championship match and like do a tournament, and whoever's in the finals, the great the, the WCW champion Hogan comes back and says, "No, I am the actual champion." And I mean, I hate that idea even more. You're like, bro, what? Uh huh. Who 
Who's it, doing like it, anytime Hogan walking out of there I, with, with a championship? I feel as though it's it's terrible. So uh, Jeff Jarrett at the time was just like, look, when Vince Russo was going all around, he comes to the back and he tells Jeff Jarrett, look, he's going to lay down for Hogan. He open you that you know kind of like walk off type thing. Jeff Jarrett wasn't really for that. He didn't really want to be a part of any of this. But, he really got caught in the middle as like collateral damage. Yeah, whereas you know, uh, Jeff Jarrett. It's, it's funny Jeff Jarrett is talking about how Hogan's you know creative control was unprofessional. WCW. I'm just like, has anybody watched TNA? I was about to say, <laughs> um, anybody watched TNA? Say man, Jeff Jarrett and TNA. Might as well have been Cena, Roman, and Hogan put together, bro. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> he Christ. <had> Touch. <laughs> I'm about to say, uh, pot calling kettle. Yeah, I'm about to say, so like, what, 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 Jeff? Okay, look, I, I, I get it. You was put in a bad situation, but, sir, let's not act like you ain't abused that power when you made your own company. Look, Jeff Jarrett went over there and booked himself strong and got somebody else's wife. Got Kurt Angle's wife. He sure did. He's like, fuck this belt. When they came up to playing, like I said, rather than lose to Jerry Hogan and Bischoff, wanted to do like, okay, we're going to do a work shoot. So in wrestling, a work shoot is basically like, this. we're going to shoot on you, but it was planned. That's what. That's basically what, what, a, what a work shoot was, just for, for those out there who doesn't know. Where the competitors wouldn't follow the script and they would result in Jerry getting upset Hogan's politics Hogan somehow walks over with the title and uh, it, it'll be angry enough for like him to do like a walkout type thing and uh, it'll be like a, a, a Montreal screw job here's the thing Russo in that era I hated it even as uh, a preteen when I was watching 2000 WCW he had these things where he was like, I'm the fourth wall breaker, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, that's, he's like, I, I would do that. I'll bring Crash TV. Like, we're not going to. He would have Tony Schiavone and Larry Sabisco and everybody that was on that commentary table and Mike Tanay talk about some. Well, I, I, I don't know what's going on out here because this isn't this is following the script. Really? In 2000s wrestling? We don't. We. It, we got social media today, and we already know that all this is a show, and they still don't do that on commentary. No. They didn't follow the script. I remember when they had, what was it? I don't know if probably came back here on, on here or not, but I think they had a show called New Blood Rising, mm-hmm. where it was Goldberg versus Scott Steiner. No script involved. <laughs> I, Who says that? That was the pay-per-view uh, line, uh, like the opening promo thing, like you know, because they had a whole argument talk about so you spared me, and that wasn't part of the script. And then now we we we're gonna have a match where there's no script, and I'm just like, how is this entertaining? It's not. It's not. This are this, you telling me the scripted, non-scripted wrestling? That's what. Vince Russo thought pulling back that that part of the curtain would be like, oh my God, they're in, they're, they're gritty, they're this is interesting. So interesting. I'm like, okay, that that even as a uh uh a eleven or twelve year old made me feel uncomfortable. 
And I was sitting, I was like, I don't care about the script. And first of all, when you're dealing with somebody like Goldberg, first of all, which by the way, Russo turned heel. Dumb mistake. Heel Goldberg was the worst. If anybody has a Goldberg fan, know about Heel Goldberg, it's the worst. Okay? And having Goldberg. I was not around for that era. Oh, please. I was never referred to. Like, like I said, I was a big WCW fan. This sounds new. He, Goldberg was heel? <laughs> Goldberg in late 1999. Goldberg joined the Millionaire's Club mm. and turned heel. And it was terrible. It was oh. terrible. That Because this is after Goldberg came back from busting his hand from, from punching out the limo window like an asshole. I'm like, hey, dickhead, the bat is right there. Use the bat. But no, Goldberg said, I'm Goldberg. And then he go, you know, cuts all these tennis in his arm. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, you think you almost died? Go back home and he got recovered for seven months. Bro, that's ridiculous. Y'all was just doing whatever. Use the bat. The bat is out there for a reason. You got me playing with that Goldberg voice. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. You know, like, I don't know. Follow the script. Grab the bat. Hit the limo. He said, no, we off script. Ain't no script. No, he told us it'll be more badass if I could do the limo. Yeah, okay. It's more badass. And now you sitting at home. Yeah, and first of all, it took a force to break the window. Bro, at this point, no. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, we not. Cut the, cut the camera. I was like, as, as a Goldberg fan I am, dickhead is what came to my, automatic came to my mind. Dickhead for that. Anyway, we get to, we, we get to Bash of the Beach. They said, they were down to the 11 out children trying to make stuff happen. Vince Russo, as he tells the story, is very frustrated. So we get to the match. We're going to just have Jared lay down. Hogan pins. He gets to walk out with his fucking championship. And I'm going to cut a shoot promo on him. And according to Russo, he came to Bischoff and Hogan and told them what was going to happen. They were cool with it. Bischoff, I find that hard to believe. Bischoff said that never happened. I find it no. hard to believe that he went to them after. Why would this man make such a fuss about him getting this belt that he did not need? Mm. And in any way, shape, like any way you slice it, he's going to ride off into the sunset with the belt. But y'all thought that was going to be well received. Like, I'm sorry, you thought this would be well received, Mr. Russo? Like, he, you was just going to be like, hey, um, he's just going to lay down and um, we're going to work this into the plan somehow. Really? You want me to believe that? Well,. Hogan pitched Jeff. He gets on the mic, does what he feels those part of the script, and does it and talks about, you know, that's the problem I was talking about. So, this is the problem with this company. Why this company's in the, in, in the shit right now with bullshit like this. And walks off with the championship. Later that night, Russo comes out and talks about how much of the biggest piece of shit that Hogan did. Not, they even blink these words out of nothing. No. And, claim, and proclaims that, look, Jeff Jarrett is still the championship. The champion, we're going to have a championship match later on tonight between Jeff Jarrett 
and Booker T, and you will never see that piece of trash Hulk Hogan in this ring again. You know, all that shit, bro. <laughs> I gotta add that in there. You really don't have to. This is becoming the LA Night year. So, uh, so, what? Li- later yeah. on that night, yeah. High Top Fade Booker T beat Jeff Jarrett and won his first championship. So, Hogan was like, brother, you didn't say you were going to say all that shit. And Bishop said, when Hogan gets angry, he gets very quiet. And I mean, like, you know, they kind of would be scary because all Hogan do is talk and lie. <laughs> so. I feel like you didn't. Why you put that and in there? Just lie. Fair enough. But now he get real quiet. I mean, like, Hogan is a big son, Bishop. He is like 6'8 and fucking intimidating looking. He old now. And 48 pythons. Yeah. So Hogan says that uh, all that shit with, you know, with, with visuals and stuff like that wasn't playing. So he decided to sue because, you know, Hogan, defamation of character and bullshit like that. That's, I mean, the wild part is if that had gone, like, actually going to court and everything, how likely do you think it was that he would have lost because he really is all those things? Well, according to Russo, uh, he, he said the judge laughed us out the courtroom because it's a wrestling story and a wrestling angle. And, and Dave Meltzer was just like, you know, look, all these these liars from both sides. And even Lance Storm was on there and was talking about how unprofessional uh, the whole the thing whole was thing with, with Russo and how even Russo tried to make him Eric Bischoff's illegitimate son. That yo, when he said that, I was like, what? What was happening at this time? I said, wow. It, yeah, it, 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 it was well, some of wrestling companies always want to make somebody illegitimate son. Like, what's up? What daddy issues are y'all going through? Like, that's a, that's seriously, a, I feel like that's a that's a Vince, that's a Vince creation that just won't die. Look, we all remember when Hornswoggle was Vince's son, which was almost Mr. Kennedy, and so on and so forth. So after that kind of cup, after that happened, man, look, WCW was not around much longer after that. They didn't even, like in March 2001, Vince ended up buying the company. He bought them, yeah. And at the beginning of the show, I forgot to mention, they asked Dave Meltzer, hey, when Vince Russo came in there, was he, did he bring more good or harm to the company? Even Dave Meltzer was just like, <sighs> I would say in the long run, it had to be more harm. And Vince Russo has always said that he doesn't, you know, doesn't like the rest of the business, doesn't care. He, he said, this is just a job to him, bro. Then why are you here, bro? It's just a job to him, man. He just can't why help that he's that creative. Why are you here? No. Here's, here's my, my, my gripe with that, right? What, what you talking about? David Arquette was on the front of USA Today, bro. <laughs> okay? As, the, as your WCW fucking champion in a terrible triple cage match. Remember the triple cage, y'all? The match was bad. Do you remember the fucking triple cage? I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to move past this. Okay. However, I just my right with that is if you're gonna tell me that this is just a job, you don't care about the wrestling business per se Dumb, something dumb to say because you usually come out looking like the bad guy in most of these situations. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say that you are here purely for the creative aspect, you got to be creative. 
I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> like, bro, throwing some shit on the pole. I, like, you gotta do better. Judy Bagwell, the forklift. You know, hip hop, Ray Mysterio. Hip hop, Ray Mysterio was a. Was and that's why my man only made four months. That was an era. <laughs> Even though I ain't gonna lie, I did. You talking I, about uh, Hootie Who? Ray Mysterio? Yeah, Hootie Who. I, I ain't gonna lie, I did like the theme song, though. Let me hear the call of the soldier. Yeah. Bunch of ditch diggers. Yes. <laughs> what did they do? To, did y'all threaten his wife and kids to get him to do this and take the mask off and us? Bruh, no, no, he just told him, he said, you, bro, you can't get over with the mask, bro. They can't see it. This is true. But what? This is true? Really? Well, Raven has been one of the top merch sellers in WWE with the mask on. No, no, no. I don't mm-hmm. see him getting over with a hip-hop gimmick with the mask on. Uh, Being himself, sure. First of all, look, as much as Conan of an urban youth he is, <laughs> and then with the No Limit Soldiers, which was... I don't even want to think. Oh, Master P and them was in WCW. Remember that? Mm-hmm. about that. Remember they? Oh. Remember they joined the No Limit Soldiers and remember Kurt Henning had the whole country group and they did the I Hate Rap song. Remember that? Yo, I do remember that. Oh man, and, and it was reasons like this, and I was like, I'm not coming back to TNT. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, if there's one thing that I hate and it's a bunch of clang, ha ha Please don't ever do that again. That's what it was. And then you had the whole hootie hoo and all that shit from Master P bringing in there, excuse my language, 25 niggas. All with over large camo stuff on with Mysterio, Conan, and wait for it, Kidman. <laughs> I mean, it fits in perfectly. First of all, I still have an apologize for Kidman's Steve song in WWE. Remember that one? You can, you can run, run if you want to. But you but can't. You can't. I, I used to rap that song faithfully at elementary school. <laughs> oh, my God. That's I so did it good. at a talent. Listen, I did that joint at a talent show. Set the roof on fire. What you need? No, I, you don't know. No, you dealing with it. Oh, I don't have it at all. I'm a lunatic. No, Stop I'm, playing with me. Is there a tape of this, please? Uh, uh, I'm about to say, in the streets, nah, when nah, you doze no off, you wake up with your clothes yeah, off. Your clothes off. She ain't feeling so alone. You see my crew? You know my style? Victory is mine. Yeah, go in that yeah. fake-ass DMX. Like, so exactly. The crowd had that one left hand up, just going up and down the whole time. Exactly. Like, the 2000 wrestling teams were wild. And I'm about to say, in, in this clean-ass clean white guy coming up, Kidman? Yo, Kidman's song was drawing fire. I was like... I used to rap that, you faithfully. You talking about mayonnaise and chicken wings? Shit, they ain't mix it at all. I used to rap that in word life. Oh, elementary sh- school. It's <laughs> the birthday wow. For real. All right. So next week we will do the season finale of The World According, according to, to Marty Janetti. I feel like this episode it's either going to be a complete like letdown because they're not really going to get into stuff or because he's not coherent enough to tell us nothing or it's going to be wild AF. <laughs> Can they have... Can they have him on it? 
Wait, he is, is on it. What else he doing? Oh, wow. Yeah, no, no, I think it's going to be wild then. in the actual incidents. Like, I think, right, yeah, because from when I seen it, it's not usually the people that was like actually in it. But if he actually going to be in it, you might be looking for wild. Yeah, it's definitely going to be wild when he's on screen. He's actually in it. Abdul the Butcher was in his. Uh, Magnum TA was in his. And. If they're still living. If they're, they're still it. around. Yeah. If not, their family is in it. Like Junkyard Dog, his nephew was in it. Dork the Clown, Adrian Adonis. Yeah. The Grams. Those had, the, the family had to be in that one. But yeah. the ones where the people are still alive, they've been in it. Oh, wow. Because I, cause I, what stood out in my head when I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the um, plane ride. Flair was not in that. <laughs> well, he was still under contract with WWE at the time, I think. So he couldn't yeah. have been in it anyway. And also, okay. he was not finna be in that damn yeah. show to prove or disprove whether or not he was spinning that thing around like a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> we are menaces. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see how this, what this episode is going to be about because Marty Jannetty is a character he a to say the bull. least. He a wild bull. <laughs> he is a wild bull. Um, yeah. So, but guys, that concludes our big two part podcast this week. I th- thank you guys for joining us. I'm sorry we came delayed because we had the storm yesterday, but we're we're back on there. Uh, like I said, the the nerd gas from Talk Pocket has been delayed until probably about Saturday. So we will. Uh, You'll talk about that. If I can record more pieces, you know, we'll, we'll get it together, okay? So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. A lot of things to talk about from Evo, movie things you watch, Twisted Metal, all the kind of stuff. We're going to talk about all that things. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Don't Get Me See the Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you check out Turntable with Hip Hop Culture Beyond. It's coming up on the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Yep, yep. My wife, Lee, schedule. Check out her show. Check out Drunk Thoughts. Make sure you guys check out Primetime and Lee Boy TV, the Prime, the Styles of Podcast. Check out all those uh, episodes they already have up. Make sure you check out a new groove, Q Flow's latest track, latest EP. Make sure you check that thing out. He got more stuff coming for the summer is out. Yeah, yeah, facts. Hey, listen. Uh, by the time y'all hearing this, I don't know when y'all hearing this, but the 18th, I'm gonna be in Nashville, Tennessee, Smoke Fest 23. Well, Pull up. Man. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be at the after party. We doing a cipher. And I mean, I'm up there. I got invited. I'm gonna be up there doing my thing. So Look at you, you doing big stuff. Nashville, exactly, Tennessee. <laughs> Next Friday, the 18th, Nashville. Pull up. I'm staying for the whole weekend, too. So, you know, if you want to link up with the ball, come say hi. I, I mean, I'm a nice guy. I'm about to say, hey, no, man, you better hug Bianca for me. What the, the auntie say? I'm scared of you. <laughs> if you see Bianca out there, you know what I'm saying? Look, give her a oh, hug. Oh, yeah, me and Montez going to scrap immediately. Oh, <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> we hope you make it back. Remember, he with Bobby I mean, now. I'm, I'm coming home. Oh, I'm coming home. Listen, I'm, I'm making I'm, it back. I don't know. He got that new face, you know, <laughs> with, with the lip up. <laughs> yeah, he better, he better put you in the, the hurt. Listen, list. I'm a year, right? He gonna have Bobby spare the hell out of me. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm gonna be in Nashville on the 18th. Okay. It's at, it's at the, what's it? I forgot what the place is called. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta promote the place. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that the Rocket Town? Right. Uh oh. It's at the Rocket Town. I'm gonna be there, man. Pull up, Smoke Fest 23. You, you go there wear your Black Lives Matter shirt. Hey yeah. Uh, 
Nah, I'm gonna, I might take I might take my Bel Air brunch. <laughs> yeah, no, Bel Air, John. We 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 don't want no we don't want no trouble for this mayor. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all right. So guys, we went outside out. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for all that. So once again, this is NC the place we chill with Mr. Andy. Uh, he's not here right now, but not the answer for prime time. Also, the man of the reality revolutionary freshman flow. All right, man. Y'all be good. All right. And the hard off from the Soul Trek Enterprise Quattro. You can run if you want to. <laughs> but you can't hide. That's, that's insane. But you, but you can't hide. And the Gracious Lady Sketch. It's been real. Alright guys, thank you for guys for joining us and Qflow, you know how to do it. Take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be a sincere